Welcome to the Culturally Distinct Podcast. This is your boy DJ KO. I appreciate you guys for tuning back into the show. I appreciate you guys who subscribe to the show. I appreciate you guys who uh, reached out to us and uh, want us to ask certain questions to certain guests. Uh, this week has been an aw- awesome week for us. Well, for me. I don't know about you, KJ. But for me, it's been an awesome week because we had a Southern Homecoming last week. And uh, I'm still recovering from it. So... I guess those of you who never been to a, a HBCU homecoming and uh, experienced what we experienced, it was an awesome time. What about you? Did you have a good time? I'm tired. Tired? I'm through. Tired, boss? T H E W. Through. What you do like that? And then stay through. 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 I'm through. Done. That's when you go put, hard like that. Put a happen. fork in me. No, I'm just cold. But uh, I'd like to thank you guys first and foremost for uh, coming on to the show. I want you guys, I want to make light of uh, today, uh, this month, we still, we still have uh, breast cancer awareness, so uh, shout out to everybody that's advocates for breast cancer awareness. Also, it is still mental health month, mental health awareness month. I got really nervous just seeing you, because I thought you was going to say shout out to everybody with breast cancer. <laughs> 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 like, did you see my, I was like holding my breath, nah. I was like, where's this fool from the going to? Nah. Everybody that I got nervous. That, man. Okay. You know, we, An advocate, support, advocate for that, know yeah. somebody. I got you. you know I just I mean? didn't know. I know what I'm doing. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's so no. <laughs> about to say shout out to everybody. I mean, it is a shout out to them, but you know. So today we have a special show for you guys. Today uh, we have a fellow uh, Southern Jaguar on the show. Uh, she's a, a resident here in Houston. She's a doctor in her field. We're going to be discussing earlier and later on today. Uh, I'd like everybody welcome to the show, Dr. Christina Porter. Hey, hey, hey. Put some respect <laughs> on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, title. Yes. Doctor. I call you doctor, matter. you know what I'm saying? You, you go to school to become a doctor, you, you look, you got to... Uh, I earned it. That's right. Did. So I got to give you a hand clap for that, first of all. Shout out to all the doctors out in the building that went to school, did that four years, what is it, four years? I did three. Three years? Mm-hmm. Beyond what she yeah. had already done, so we yeah. have a master's too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a lot oh, that's, of school. And she I was going pregnant. to school a long time. I was pregnant and I had a baby in the middle of my. Come on, Hey, there it is. Shout out to all the pregnant women that's in school right now. <laughs> <laughs> Making it happen. Right. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So let me see. You say you have your BA, which is four years. Mm-hmm. Masters, which is two years, mm-hmm. and your doctorate, which is three years. Mm-hmm. So somebody do the math for me. I can't that's count. That's eight. That's a lot. It's a lot. Ooh, a lot. I can't even see that. I can do. A lot, a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Christina, you went to school for, for this. Let's start off. I don't want to start with the doctor. Mm-hmm. Undergrad. Undergrad. Marketing business. All right, marketing business mm-hmm. from Southern. Mm-hmm. Masters. Purview counseling. Mm-hmm. In counseling, what type of counseling? Uh, I do school counseling, but I also um, finish my extra hours so that I can be a licensed professional counselor. So right now, I'm, I'm in the intern uh, stage, the associate and stage. And I'm a supervisor. Oh, yes, come on, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Come on, Shout out to all the people yeah. that say counseling right now. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? So hold up. So LPC stands for licensed professional, professional counselor. counselor. Yeah. But is it no all right, all right, so educate me. Y'all gotta educate me. So a LPC is for counseling for what type of person? Psychotherapy. Mm-hmm. It's for mental health related disorders, behavior disorders. Any age? Yes. Any age group? Yes. Okay. 
And now, fast forward to your doctorate. Mm -hmm. You got your doctorate in education and learning and organizational change. Mm -hmm. So now, what is that? What does that entail? Um, it's a lot about uh, community involvement, recognizing problems within the community, mm -hmm. and you know, kind of looking for ways to solve them. A lot of collaboration. Okay. Um, you know, things of that nature. I got involved in it because of um, the work that I do outside of my regular job. Um, you know, I work with a, a nonprofit organization here okay. in Houston that's a mentoring program for um, black and Latino <clears throat> boys. Okay. And so um, I got, you know, wanted to do the doctorate because I felt like, number one, um, you know, I could kind of increase my knowledge and um, be able to kind of help propel, you know, the organization forward and to do better work, you know, for the boys that we work with. And then, um, then I felt like going to Baylor, okay. um, which is where I went. You know, the, the notoriety that just comes with, um, you know, with the Baylor name would, you know, would kind of help do that and put me in spaces to be able to kind of share, you know, what we're doing in the community and how we can continue to help others. So, so, so in, in, tell, or in, in saying that, you said you specialize in black, Blacks and Latinos, correct? Mm -hmm. Boys. 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 <laughs> so what is it, or is it an issue that in today's, I guess, educational system, uh, Blacks and Latinos have a difficulty with? Is it, is it, is it something? Absolutely. So you think it's uh, targeted for? Um, I don't think it's targeted uh, per se, but, you know, obviously there's a, you know, there's a, there's a gap. Okay. When you look at achievement and how, um, you know, how kids do based off of race, you know, how, who excels academically, who has, you know, learning gaps and things like that. And there's an obvious gap between children of color versus children who are not of color. Correct. Um, and so, which is a big thing just in the educational world to begin with, because, you know, everybody's trying to close the gap. That's all you, it's all you hear. Close the gap, close right. the gap, close the gap. But um, people never really kind of get into why is there a gap in the first place? Right. right? Um, which is kind of what I went in to study and which kind of says, you know, which was kind of like part of the argument as to why things like mentoring programs are needed in the first place. Because if there wasn't this gap and there wasn't this lack of positive educational experiences for children of color, mm -hmm. then we wouldn't have a need for organizations and fraternities and sororities and things to want to come in and actually provide mentoring to these young people. Uh, so that's kind of where it's, you know, that's kind of where it starts. Because obviously, you know, historically, you go back to the historical systems of right. education and how, you know, slaves were not, you, you know, read, were right. not you able read. to learn to read you know right and wrong. things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then it goes up into, well, then we're, you know, allowed to go to school. Right. And at that point, well, schools are segregated. Right. You have Brown, you know, then Brown versus the Board of Education comes right. into play. And then you have, you know, where integration occurs, but then things like redlining start happening. Correct. And then, um, you know, white families get to move out yep. of certain neighborhoods. Black families are suffering because those schools don't get adequate funding right. uh, for that kind of stuff. And then the cycle just kind of continues and continues and continues 
And then now you have this gap that has yet to be filled. It's getting bigger. Exactly. And so then now the big thing is you talk about, um, you know, kids of color who end up being disciplined more than by the system or by outside sources like policing. Okay. All right. Um, Because it in the school, it starts and then that starts kind of a domino effect that could eventually lead to where you have the school to prison pipeline. Correct. Correct. You know, so that's kind of where that comes from. So then it's like, well, you know, black and has, you know, Hispanic kids, Latino kids are more likely to be, you know, suspended from school, sent to, um, you know, alternative placements. Um, and things like that, but then nobody ever kind of goes into, well, why is that? Okay. You know, is it, um, you know, then you look at, okay, you know, a lot of people bring race and things into it, and they say that, you know, the kids are, you know, being targeted. Mm -hmm. It's like, are they necessarily being targeted, or, but, you know, you have some teachers who, when white kids have certain behaviors, it's more tolerable right. when right. a black kid has a certain Correct. behavior. So in that instance, and then there's an instance of a power struggle that happens, mm-hmm. which is what I've seen a lot of times in that it becomes, you know, little minor offenses because certain teacher, you know, teachers may not have the ability to kind of relate to kids of color okay. or um, allow the, ki- the kids to trust them, that there are certain instances that could be, Handled within the classroom, right. but they don't, out. and they escalate, right. which is how the kid gets sent to the office, which is how things blow up, which is how it leads to suspensions, which is how it leads to alternative placements right. for things that could have been controlled just in a small classroom environment. So let me ask you this. Go ahead, go ahead, Kai. So when you say that um, living out in the Katy area, one of my neighbors, she's a guidance counselor. Mm-hmm. And she and I was just talking because she was finishing the curriculum to be an assistant principal. And mm-hmm. so it's like certain things she had to do, take a test, all of that. Right. But she did point out and she did tell me she's of Latina descent, but she was born in America. Like she didn't, you know, she's culturally she is. Um, but she did say a lot of the schools do make it a point to look at the percentage mm-hmm. of Hispanics Yes. Latino kids, and they bring in that number of teachers or administrators. Mm-hmm. They don't do the same thing for black kids, mm-hmm. but they will bring in. So if your ratio, I don't know, I'm going to just say if it's 55 to 45, and you have 55% mm-hmm. Latinos, they bring in more Latino or Latina teachers, teachers yeah. administrators, and things like that mm-hmm. to help them assimilate. But that doesn't necessarily happen. But yeah, I and guess given in Texas – because schools like Worthen and things like that, they're right. still overrun with Latinos. There's a lot more of mm-hmm. them in schools than us. Absolutely. So I guess that may be why. But the schools do make it a push to bring in more so let me ethnic. Ask you, since both of you guys are in that field, I want to ask this question. Do you guys think that it's a play against the black community? Like It's like, I, do you want this certain community or this these certain people to continue to suffer. Well, I don't think it's that, but I think it's a lot similar to what you said. Mm-hmm. You have what you what can be called or what we know as white flight. Mm-hmm. As we start to move in or they start to move, move out. out from okay. inside the loop. Yeah. So you have people who are moving from inner city, they're moving out this way. All right. Mm-hmm. There's a white flight. They move even 
further out. So you Correct. have people in Seeley. Brookshire is mm-hmm. getting further and it further is. out. You're getting Hockley. You're getting... They're running from you all. Right. They are. But <laughs> they are. <laughs> As you say, um, in our culture, it's enough money to move to the suburbs, but it's really just that. It's enough for that. Not necessarily enough to keep up with the mud tax and all those things that go into the schooling to put what right. needs to be put into the school. Mm-hmm. There are things like booster clubs, PTA. Right. The other classes or the school other races community. they go. It's, it's a community. Right. So it's the effort of that being put there. But black people have that forgiving spirit, though. Because of slavery. Cult, that's the culture. That's of, culture. You know, oh, it's, it's, right. It's we have culture, that love. It's, it's the family. Um, you know, for black people, it's family is over everything. Correct. You know, that's like our, even even us going to Southern. Right. We're fam, you know, right. we're all family. And that's just a part of the culture. The same thing goes with, you know, the Latino and Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. You know, they take care of everybody. And right. They still take care of, oh, yeah. you know, everybody lives in the same house. Yes. And, you know, they everybody, everybody contributes to the household yeah. and right. all that kind of stuff. And so that is the, that is the culture, right. you know, within that. And so, you know, then you have the educators who don't really understand that, yeah, in that household, education might not be a top priority because the whole goal is for this child just to get out of high school so they can start making some money. money. That's right. So that we can pay for whatever. But ultimately, whatever. isn't that the goal for everybody to make mm-hmm. money? No. Yeah. Survival. Survival. So, all right, no, all right, so the difference between, let me ask you guys this. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> so survival and and just just eating or, or just making more, is that the same thing? Because surviving is. Your survival and everyone else's survival is different. Mm-hmm. How? Because it is. So if I'm what what it okay. So for what it takes you to survive in the suburbs, right? Doesn't take for them to survive in CUNY homes. I promise. But you. it might. With what it takes for you to survive in the suburbs. Look, no, for they what drive a Lamborghini. They working. They working off the suburbs. But they got these Bentley no, trucks though. What it takes for us to survive <laughs> in the suburbs, if we were to give them a month of salary or what we do in the suburbs and take it to the CUNY homes, them. I mean, if if it was managed properly without wilding out and right. turning up. Sometimes that's more money than they you see know they in turn six it months. Up. But I'm just saying that's more money than they see in six months. I don't know. The people see a lot of money, bro. In ways. In a lot of money. Things. Is do. it in the bank? Well, you no. gotta be in the bank. So all right, so so that's another and that's another conversation. Does your money have to be in the bank? These people are getting money from all kinds of sources. They right? Do. The Donations. They're getting checks. They're getting checks from Somebody Social Security, the government. Yeah. They got money. Yeah. Because the thing is, Oh, they got y'all gonna get me started, look, because the thing is, look, because <laughs> Farrakhan said this. Oh Lord, oh my. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, Farrakhan said this because I, I wanted to say something, but I couldn't say it. <laughs> look, shout out to Farrakhan. Shout out to people, Farrakhan. <laughs> but think about it, Black Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Which is right after Thanksgiving. Right. Black people spend right a year, two point two trillion dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Buying TVs, whatever. So you I get money from somewhere. Shop- <laughs> I, we, I just started shopping Black Friday. And it's more of a sport. But to I'm me. saying it's just to be out there drinking you and laughing though. at people. Most times I don't. But I'm saying most times you did spend, right? Did you spend more than you than you didn't? No. Come on now. Look, I don't do that to me. I'm telling you I didn't. Shout out to everybody shop on Black Friday. Shout out to everybody. It's a sport. <laughs> like it's to see who can get in line to get All what right. first. It's to see. I'm saying this. Education. I think education is power. And money is synonymous. 
I think it's the Absolutely. same thing. But the thing is, we have the spending power because we're getting the money. No matter if we stand in, in what is it, CUNY homes? All but, we stand okay, in the suburb. So you say survival, right? So we're talking about education and that money, and that's the level of survival. Well, in certain areas. I don't areas, think that's surviving. Well, it is survival. Surviving is when you have to either eat or feed my child. That's surviving. Listen, Linda. Yes. So you thinking to eat. Hey, friend. Oh. <laughs> so you nah. thinking to eat. You thinking for survival mode, and it's a it's a comfort of knowing education, you going to work, that's going to come to you. Correct. You have different cultures of the survival mode is I may have two children, they get $673 in disability because of whatever that diagnosis is. So that's mm-hmm. roughly 1200 some odd dollars. Well, it's an uncle, it's a brother, it's a daddy, it's a parent, it's a somebody who is getting a portion of that to go buy something, to flip it, to do something else, yeah, to make some money. So it's like their survival skills, their survival mode is different, you know. But that, but that, and I got to watch my little brother. But that's, all right, think about it. What do you, what do, does a child do in a situation because of... Uh, they, don't, they, they do what they, they know, what they, they survive. They do what they have to do. So now, do you diagnose them with... It doesn't always come with a diagnosis. So when everybody diagnosed. Because I think that with mental health is to a degree. things happen. To a degree. Because I think that, it, me and Kai had this conversation multiple times, I think that most most people, especially in that age category, they had some type of trauma at a young age. Now you talking about rape and all that stuff. Talking about like, stuff like that. You got to take care of three kids. And that is right. diagnosable. Right? Though. That's yeah. PTSD. They diagnosed with, with that, and they were like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm messed up in the head because... I can't do nothing Most else. Most times they don't know. They, exactly. You know what I'm saying? They can't even oh, yeah. call what a it is. A lot of times they don't know, and those kids who say that it has been ingrained. Because y'all it, tell them what no, it no, no, is. No, no, no. Y'all tell them it's PTSD. It has been ingrained in them of that at home because when it's time for your R's, your 504, you have to keep up this certain thing because your mama not going to handle it if your check stop. So those children, some of those children have been trained to say and do a certain thing. Correct. I get that. Because they are the income source for their family. I get that. If it's several of them, and I can get all of them a check, and we're talking about we gonna get that money anywhere from six what six seventy three five something to five sixty four whatever. How you know the these most? checks amounts. You you been, you been stealing some of these people's checks? checks. For stop. It. She know the exact amount down right. to the cents because it's not enough money to do anything. <laughs> seven sixty three fifty four. Ask you this. I want to ask you guys this. You know, what's the solution for everything that we're talking about? Education. Education and what, awareness. How? What if a person doesn't have access to education? They do. Or they don't have a mind state to accept the education that they're getting. The people who can really make the change, they have access, they have the mindset to accept that they're choosing not to mm-hmm. in all aspects. Okay. They're choosing not to show up for the in-service. They're choosing not to listen. They're closing a blind eye to what's happening. They're choosing not to learn. They're choosing not to understand. It's just like that person standing in front of that electrical box on the meeting when you lied about your skill set on the application. Right. They get up there and lie and shuck and jive. Oh, I just love the kids. But then mm-hmm. something happened and they're making these racist posts on Facebook and they're right. losing their job. Yeah. So you choosing to not. Mm-hmm. At a, what, if, what if you're 10 years old, though? We're talking about the people that can make the, the change. The These are the adults. I'm not talking about adults. I'm talking about 10 we years We started old. with talking about adults. Ten I'm year, talking about now. They have Ten no year, responsibility That's in what this. I'm saying. They have they have responsibilities at home, and they worry about those kids, their brother, little brother they had to take care so of. So it takes for their school, that village that we used to have when we were growing up. But what if they don't have that? That's, that's what I'm where, trying to that's that's what I'm so trying to say. That's in. where the mentoring and that's comes in. That's what I'm asking. Mentoring. That's right. what I'm asking. So yeah. what is the solution? How how do we mentoring, help education. these people out? 
that people that want to come in, outsource, and do some things in, in that field and say, okay, well, I never did this, but I want to help out. I want to bring one of these kids to my house. I want to take these kids who've been babysitting each other and bring them over. How can I help? What's that? What I'm saying? What's the solution? Show up you guys school. have you guys are, are licensed for this. I'm talking about for somebody like me, not licensed. We, I don't know none yeah, of this stuff. You, it's exposure of what it is, and they can just like you can get on the internet and Google anything else. You can Google that the exact same way you and what said is that? it. What is Google? No, no, no. What is that? You said Google that. What is <laughs> what that? What did you just say? I want to know how I can go how help a kid help. that's ten years okay. old having to watch their younger sibling. I mm-hmm. promise you, if you Google it just like that, at there least are two community, mentoring there are programs are mentors. Pop up. There are community mentors that go into the school based mentoring. There okay. are organizations who partner with the schools. There are you know other organizations that all they do is mentoring. Right. You know the program that I you know run is nothing but mentoring. And, um, you know, it's really and through those programs is really where you can make the difference because the programs can create them the way that we want them to be. Because we know that they're going to help this certain group of people, you know, a lot of times in, you know, with schools and stuff, you know, you have those boundaries because you have the people who aren't willing to listen. You have the people who are going to fight against the change because we've always done it this way. Right. And why do we have to do this? And why do we have to, you know, change the way that we've always done, blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. But as an organization that's outside, you have the ability to, you know, craft your organization the way that you want it to. You know, so um, the program that I run, uh, the Chauncey Glover Project, it is a culturally and gender specific program. Okay. You know, uh, I think I got a call the other day about somebody wanting um, to get a young boy in the program, but the boy was Asian. Okay. I say, well, our program is not for him. Mm. We are culturally specific. He's he's Asian, though. Isn't it uh, a minority? No. Minority and and black and Latino culture is going to be more specific. I I said, so, you know, the way that I was explaining it, I said, well, you know, part of our program is we, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, like we go into police interaction. Okay. I said, if I'm, you know, having this discussion with this group of young men about, you know, what they think when the police is around or anything like that, I said, this young man is not going to identify the same way that the other boys in the program are going to identify in the same piece of it. These boys are going to look at him like, you don't go through what we go through. Why are you here? When we walk through the corner store, you don't get followed. Correct. We get followed. Right. You know, so, and y'all say, so I wouldn't want to put that child through that. And I need, this program is built to where, you know, we are providing a safe space mm. for these boys to be able to share their, their experiences and learn together so that they can do better and not become statistics and right. become part of the school and the prison pipeline and, and do everything that society says that they won't. Okay. You know, so that's why that's where you can tailor it. And, you know, every mentoring program is different. You know, some programs don't do that. You have some programs who say how they want to help the inner city youth, but it's run by white people. Correct. What exactly are you doing for the inner city youth other than throwing money and taking pictures and saying, this is what we're helping. We're helping the community. Right. But are you actually saying that you you are teaching this young African-American boy how to apply to college? Teaching him that he has options outside of high school? Teaching him that, you know, this is how you save your money so that you can go to college and you can work. And when you, you know, get out and 
This is if you were living on um, this type of budget, this is how you would, you know, be able to spread out your money. You don't go and buy the <coughs> however many hundred dollar automobile right. you know, note or whatever and things like that. You have to live within your means. So is this is this a program just in Houston or is this? It everywhere? started in Detroit. And, okay. Um, but now we are um, based in Houston okay. uh, because the founder is, is um, he was was working in Detroit and now he's in, in Houston. Houston. Yeah. So um, it is um, in the surrounding areas. So we take, you know, we take boys from all over. And so. That's good. And what's the name of the program? It's called the Chauncey Glover Project. Okay. So it's a mentoring program for black and Latino Chauncey. boys. Okay. Yes. How can we find it? <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, the CG Project Houston, or sure. H-O-U. Um, and also our website is thechaunceygloverproject.org. And, uh, you know, we just kind of closed our applications for the upcoming mentoring sessions. Okay. So we, you know, we're kind of funneling through those and, you know, um, getting ready to start um, with a new group of 11th and 12th graders. So, okay. Um, you need mentors. I absolutely need mentors. Men? Um, Women? Men, only men. I'm mm-hmm. really looking for some Latino mentors. Okay. Um, you know, because I did my research on the program and the um, the influence of the program to be able to uh, to help. You know, how what were we able to create? What was the culture that we created within the program that helps you know these boys propel out of these circumstances? And right. I, um, you know, I studied the black boys and I studied the Hispanic boys, and so um, there were the, t- the similarities and the differences, the yeah. cultural differences um, with that. And so with you know. We get lots of black mentors, but I need mentors that are committed. Gotcha. You know, you talked about the, um, you talked about fathers, you know, right, the, the lack of fathers and stuff like that. And not saying that fathers is the reason why these boys aren't successful, because that's not always the case. There's, you know, there's kids who come from, you know, dual family homes who still, still messed up and messed up and, yeah. you know, and don't make the right decisions. But, um, the ability for them to be able to have, I want my Latino boys to be able to have Latino mentors, I be able you. to understand that that piece of the culture. Yes, mm-hmm. you know they understand the the color piece of it, and you know that we're all we all got these systems and that a language are, that the are language is a and, big thing. and the language and, mm-hmm. you know into because I think with the um the two of the boys that I studied, the thing that kept coming up was that they had this struggle between wanting to go off to school and, and, you know, start a career and things like that. Or take but care the of the family. And taking care of the family yes. because they still lived at home. Right. Or even if they didn't live at home, the family was still saying, well, you need to be working with us because you need, to go to work. you need to go to work and we need money. You know, you got to take care of the house. Right. And so it was a back in, you know, it's a back and forth thing going on. I think that's a beautiful on. thing, though. That's beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. They can take care of their family because the family, at the end of the day, that's all you got. Yeah. Because if you go up to college, go up to school, make money, but but whatever, something happens. What you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Call who? Yeah, family, right? Yeah. All those colleagues that you got that making all this money, got all that status and all that. You call for them, they're not gonna be there. Family's yeah. the only people gonna be there. Uh, we about to wrap this show up. Y'all see that B on right there? Huh? I ain't gonna freestyle though. I ain't gonna be. <laughs> so Christina, tell the people one more time what could they find the program. You can find the program at on Instagram and Facebook, uh, the CG Project HOU. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at it's underscore doctor underscore Chrissy Poo. Hey, <laughs> it's Hello. Doctor. Yes. 
Dr. Chrissy Poop. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You're going to put some respect <laughs> on my name. Shout out to uh, Dr. Christina Porter for coming through uh, the Culturally Distinct Podcast. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys hit Doc up. She's on a. We need some mentors. We need some Latino mentors. We need some black mentors. Men. All right. You might. You guys subscribe to the channel. We're going to do it. This is your boy, DJ KO. <laughs> I've been drinking a little bit. Y'all watch out. Okay, Jack. It's starting to get slurry a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Homecoming is still inside of me right now. So, <laughs> but much love to y'all. I love y'all. Peace.